You know, it's funny. I bought the those platoon shirts I looked at before. They went on oh, sale yeah. again, and I bought this big star one, and I love it. But I'm just like, I don't really want to like wear this like <laughs> yeah. anyway. Like it's it's fun to wear at home, and if there was like a con or like a you know yeah. something like that, yeah, I could see wearing it. Be great for like it. E3 or something. Yeah, it'd be fun. But yeah, wearing it like out <laughs> to, to is, Kmart. Well, it's so obnoxious. Too. Like you know, the, I love the Splatoon art style and stuff, but it's so loud and obnoxious, and I'm just like, I don't know if I could really, yeah. I don't know if I could really do this. Yeah, it's funny. What is up, guys? This is the Tech Game Games podcast. I'm your host Tony here with my co-host Leo. Happy to be here as always. Happy to have you as always. Um, and uh, yeah, we're here to talk about some games. It's been a uh, another slow news week. I think we're in this kind of post console end of the year coronavirus lull in uh in games <laughs> aka 2020 yeah aka 2020 i mean the good news is next week we'll have cyberpunk to talk about because yep are you gonna get cyberpunk at launch no you're not I, I, I assume you will since you yeah. can play it on your shiny new playstation yeah i'm really interested to see it on the ps5 i i know there's yeah. not gonna be the ps5 version yet but just running it on the ps5 i'm i'm kind of excited to see how that goes yeah uh, me too i'm excited to hear about it for sure yeah, for sure. Um, how's your week, Leo? I mean, outside, before we get to the video <laughs> games, okay? That was fine. I just want to know how your week was. Yeah, it was all right. It was stressful. Did a lot of stuff. Work-related, you know, changes coming. But, um, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was not bad. I, I didn't actually play a lot of video games this week, which is unusual for me. But, you know, you know, sometimes it happens that way. Change is coming, Leo. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's yep. that's uh <laughs> that's a week. Thank you for thank you for all that. That was a it really was a great, week, great exactly. stuff. Really great stuff a- to work with, Leo. Thank, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think it. that's a great description. It was like yeah, it was a week. It yeah, I fine. think a lot. I think a lot of people can relate to those kinds of weeks right now. So I guess <laughs> yeah. that probably hits home. Did uh, anything exciting happen for you? Um, nothing. Uh, nothing too exciting. Uh, it was a week. Um, you know, I might have coronavirus, so. Uh, oh, yeah, that's that's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So I I tested negative. I'm okay, but you know you still have that like anxiety all the oh, time yeah. everywhere you go about like, am I am I the outbreak monkey? You know yeah. what I mean? And like, then it's also like we were talking about. It's that thing of like, am I just reg- do I just feel like shit today because life happens sometimes, or it, it, is it a horrible deadly virus? You know what I mean? Like well, that yeah. doesn't help. And it is so dry out right now that like you know I wake up with just dried out and congested with my eyes burn and i'm just like oh it's here the road is the road is upon me what can i do and uh yeah it usually clears up in about an hour and i'm like oh yeah shower and you're like oh never mind yeah yeah fine (laughs) it's just hot (laughs) it's a shitty place to live it's just it's just shitty out um yeah so so that uh i would say that in some ways posted in some ways that defined my week but uh but yeah Otherwise, uh, feeling good. My brother actually got the Rona, but wow. uh, yeah, he's, he's doing, doing all right. Okay. Yeah, he just good. has the flu. I've checked him with a couple times. He's like, yeah, I've just just got the flu. You know, just feel, just feel really bad. Just feel bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, with that joyful news out of the way, uh, <laughs> did you get to play any games this week? I know you said you didn't play much, but did you try anything? Yeah, I played a little. You know, the old standards. I played a little bit of Overwatch. I really like that game. You'll be you shocked really, to hear. It's really yeah. good. It, it <laughs> like is. I was playing and I was like, damn, this game is so fun. Like it's just a good game. I wish I don't know. Maybe it's just me and shooters, man, but um I wish I still had that love for Overwatch I had when it first came out. Because I really yeah. played I really played a lot. I was really into competitive, like yeah. um and it really just 
fell off so it really just got so boring for me i think when um when they added the uh the q rank or you you uh what am i thinking of the assigned q for roles oh, i really yeah. was just like this is <clears throat> this is fucking lame you know <laughs> yeah and i pretty much only play arcade so i never have to deal with that but but yeah no i mean it's like any other game right like some games you just don't get tired of some you do and there's never it's not always easy to put your finger on why yeah but for whatever reason i mean honestly the reason i play Overwatch is because i play with other people you know it's not like i i rarely play by myself so that's obviously a big part of it but it is just a you know it's a fun fun game it's simple it's uh i don't know i, I really like it I don't yeah. really have anything new to say about it other than it's pretty good. But yeah. I did play another game called, this is a weird one, but bear with me. I played a bunch of Super Metroid, mm. which I'm going to I'm gonna have the hot take of saying like, hey, that's a pretty good game too. It's a, it's a good one. I mean, um, it's my brave position is Super Metroid. Not bad, <laughs> as it turns out. Maybe one of the best intro sequences in... Uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. At least in that era for sure, right? Like, uh, yeah. Just that, you know, the the initial rundown and escape sequence, mm-hmm. I feel like, is so fun. It really gets you yeah. into it. It definitely doesn't start slow, you know? No, 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 not at all. It's not, and it's not afraid to, like, pull any punches either. It's like, no, no, you're you're doing this. And the sound design is exceptional. Again, not, this has all been said many times by many people. But for those of you who haven't played it, because it is a very old game, I think it's like 94. Um, it, it has aged extremely well, I think. Like, it's very easy to just pick it up. Like, I bet if I showed my nephew or even someone who's much younger, they would have no no trouble with, like, adapting to what it's asking of you, you know? In a way that a lot of 16-bit games could not do now. Yeah, it plays like a modern... Nintendo was so yeah, good at exactly. that, though. Like, yeah. I, I feel like Super Mario World kind of has that same, like, oh, yeah, I get, I get what these controls, yeah. like, are asking me to do, you know? Yeah, and because it's so old, it's almost like totally different like you're not gonna be like this game doesn't look very good it's like no it's a 16 game it's like a whole different thing no one's gonna be like the graphics are bad that's just a different conversation you know what i mean and in Uh, some ways the graphics are it works so well with i think the sound design and the aesthetic and the the atmosphere and the atmosphere yeah that it's it's it it, i would say it doesn't look worse than a lot of the pixel art style games we get now you know what i mean no no i mean i I very well yeah, totally. I think Super Metroid looks great. And there's definitely some ugly games on this NES and the Genesis for sure, especially for sure. the Genesis. But um, it's not because the technology's old. It's just like anything else. Sometimes games have art design I don't care for. But yeah, I didn't beat it. It's not a very long game, but I played, I don't know, four or five hours of it. And I don't know what possessed me to play it, but it's just really good. Again, very popular position that Super Metroid is good, but I guess I guess the part that I found surprising was how easy it was to hop into it and how sort of gracefully it's aged. Uh, and to your point, it's often the case with Nintendo games, but yeah, like if, if Super Metroid came out in 2020, it'd be hailed as like a, you know, indie darling and an amazing game, and rightfully so. So anyway, if you haven't played it, check it out. Yeah, everyone should play Super Metroid in their life. That's like a, yeah. it's like a staple. I think like Super Mario World, Super Metroid... If it's got super in front of it and it's from that era, like <laughs> I think all those games are so good. Like those Nintendo super they're games. Just, they're such stupid names though. It is funny. Like I was thinking about, you know, it's so ubiquitous, the Super Nintendo, and that's Nintendo's whole thing, but it's like it's pretty dumb if you think it's about it. It's super like, dumb. Wait a minute. It's like Nintendo, but like when I think they called the Mega Mega Nintendo, that would have been better. I think it's just a really like I don't know. You see it in anime too, where they just say like, yeah. "Oh, it's super," you know, like it's yeah, like super, super robo, Sentai. super. Sen- yeah. yeah, it's like. Uh, it's just I think a it's, thing. It's a common adjective in that culture to just be like, "The super is the better," you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's uh, like normal, but super, but super, but super. 
It's it's just funny. I was thinking about it kind of objectively, and it was like, Super Metroid is actually a terrible name. (laughs) But it's a great game anyway. It was like, uh, it was fun. I never played it as a kid either. Did you like play Super Metroid when it was actually out? No, actually, I don't think I did. I don't remember really. And it's funny because I loved Metroid as a kid. Oh, really? Uh, like the, the NES Metroid? The NES, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really don't remember putting time into Super Metroid as a kid. Although, I will say, like, with my Super Nintendo, like, I wasn't that invested in my Super Nintendo. Like, there were games I definitely played a lot on Super Nintendo. Yeah. But I really got, like, um, enchanted by fighting games in that era, right? Mm-hmm. Like, having Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo uh, and Mortal Kombat really, like drove me to arcades and um and just playing fighting games all the time um like i love super mario world and there were other games i definitely played but if i was investing my money into having a game at home it was usually uh, a fighting game or an rpg you know like the final yeah. fantasy games or mystic quest or whatever i could get my hands on at that time yeah totally that makes sense that's cool yeah. I, I didn't even, i didn't even have a super nintendo growing up i didn't kind of get into it till later but um yeah Again, not a, not a brave position, but there's some really remarkable, incredible, important games on that console. And yeah, for some reason, you've, you've never missed it. I'm kind of envious of you. Like, there's a lot of great places to start. And I think Super Metroid would be a great example of that. So it was fun. It was fun to go back in time a little bit. A real uh, classic but, right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it, I mean, honestly, other than that, it was a real light week for me. So curious, curious what you got up to. So I had a pretty uh, eclectic week with games. I don't know. I was just in this mood. I was like trying stuff. I was booting up fucking games I haven't played for a while. Nice. Um, I love. I love when my brain is like in that mode. I don't know. Like part of it was like, I don't know. Part of it was like I don't want to play games, and then part of it was like maybe I just need to look at them all again. You know, like I don't know what really drove, like what the impetus for it was, but. Um, I really just started booting up stuff and installing stuff. Uh, nothing like that fucking wild, but uh, I did. I played some Valorant this week. Oh, uh, interesting. Someone, one of my friends, uh, one of my Riot friends sent me some Valorant bucks, which I'll refer to as V-Bucks. Yeah, and, please uh, do. <laughs> and so I, um, I played a little bit of Valorant. I still don't like that game at all. Um yeah, but I think it's cool that you hop in every, every once in a while, though. Like, that's something I'm terrible at is, like, I'll be like, I don't like this. And then it's like, dude, it's a totally different game after a few years. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of bad about, like, writing things off. So it's always nice to hear that you're, you know, you're a little bit better about going back into things we might maybe didn't initially like. But, yeah, I really did not like Valorant. So yeah. I'm not shocked to hear it's still not great. I love games, right? And so for me, it's just like... I'm always hot willing. takes on this episode. I know. So I'm just always very willing to be like, yeah, to you know, maybe I was wrong, right? Yeah. Like, 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 let's see. Like, I'm, you know, I know people like make fun of Fortnite and stuff too. And like, that's another game I jumped into this week to see the new patch. And it's like, I'm not like too proud, you know? And I think yeah. in my youth, I was like, I don't like this game. I'm never going back to this game. I know what this game is. Well, and it like uh, becomes part of your identity, right? It's yeah. Like, oh, Tony doesn't like that game, but it's like, yeah, as you get older, like, no, I just like things that I like. I don't give a shit where they came from. Or, you know, what they were, right? Like yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, like as much as I hate on, so like, I hate on No Man's Sky all the time, right? And I've jumped back in and tried to play it. I still don't like that game at all. I'll still tell yeah. you I don't like that game. 
But if I went back in a month and I was like, oh, this is a fucking way, like this onboard's way different. I want to play this game. I would just play it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have any, like, uh, I, don't, I don't have any stakes in hating it, right? Like, I'm just. Uh, yeah, there's no benefit to not liking something. No, and I feel like people do get kind of locked into those ideas. But, uh, yeah, Valorant, still not for me, man. Um, I mean, at least I got some gun skins now, so at least I'm cooler when I'm fucking getting destroyed in that game. Um, <laughs> I just find it to be so ugly. Like, visually, yeah. like, I just don't like anything about the, the actual aesthetic direction. And I don't like the gameplay either, because I didn't grow up with, you know, Counter-Strike. And to me, it feels like a very, sh- like, if you're going to compare it to Overwatch, which I don't think you should, they're very different. But it's like a vastly inferior by every metric as far as like the reasons I like Overwatch. So as someone who doesn't like Counter Strike and thinks it's ugly, it's definitely not a game for me. You know, I think a lot of it is I I did play a lot of Counter Strike, and I was like I did this before. You know what I mean? Like I I spent the time to learn how to like twitch aim and like crank the volume in my headphones so I could hear every footstep and like slow walk around the map and like be like oh he's a He's in the, on the catwalk, two guys catwalk, you know, and like, like it's, yeah. it's fucking late. I don't know. I get why people like it. Cause maybe they didn't, maybe that's a novel to them or yeah, maybe it's new or maybe, or, or maybe it hit the sense of nostalgia, right. Especially with like characters and added abilities or whatever. Um, but I think at its core, it's kind of a very similar, very, uh, known game. And I feel like that, I don't want to play counter-strike either. You know what I mean? Like, I think that had its moment and uh also is not for me so um so you know i just don't think there's a lot of reason for me to like valorant uh also it it just runs with issues that i do not have in any other game like i get like micro stutters in that game and just weird stuff and i'm just like i google like why is this happening and you know the reddit post like oh it just happens you know like (laughs) you know like i didn't it's like when you go to the doctor after you're old and and they're just like oh you're just broken now and yeah can we fix it nah no, you just take ibuprofen all the time. That's your life. Yeah. You know, you're, you're like, like, oh, oh I guess okay. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like every time I go to the doctor, it's like, what's wrong? And they're like, I don't know. Lose weight and quit smoking. And I'm like, I don't really, I, I quit smoking. I'm, I still suck. You know, like, like what's next? <laughs> what's the next step? They're like, no, no, no. That's it. That's what we yeah. got. Maybe stop eating sugar. Like, they don't really have an answer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, just like, yeah. They're not going to tell you anything you haven't heard before. Uh, yeah, so I played some Valorant. Uh, I jumped into some Fortnite. I wanted to check it out. It's a new season. Uh, that game is a fucking nightmare now. Like <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. I played a lot of Fortnite uh, back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. We used and to talk about it pretty regularly. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's happening in the games. Like outside of the fact that I hate building and like that gets me killed a lot. Just like the menus and the battle passes and the unlocks and the quests and the experience and there's just so many systems now in that game that I, I am um, utterly lost when I load into it. Um, and I'm sure it's it's not that tough. You know, I'm sure kids from ages 10 to 16 have a firm grasp on all of those systems. Uh, well, I do not. And it uh, is both humiliating and uh, <laughs> encouraging to me to feel that way. Yeah, uh, I can see why that would be like, well, it's one of those things, like, I'm not afraid of a complicated game, but it's just a matter of, does it seem like it's worth investing the time in? Yeah, for sure. And uh, no, I'm not, I'm, it's not, not for me. Um, yeah. Although we will talk about Fortnite again a little later in the oh, show. Yeah. Um, 
Another thing I did is uh, I booted up my P uh, my Vita, my PS Vita. Nice. I was gonna call it a PSP. Sorry. Uh, I fucking love the Vita. Yeah, it's funny. What did you actually, play though? So I saw a tweet on um, a tweet on Twitter. Oh, uh, is that where those are? These someone days? tweeted Jason Schreier and uh, and he was like making fun or talking shit about uh, Dragon's Crown. Have you played Dragon's Crown? That's the Vanillaware game, right? The Vanillaware game. I'm sure right. I played it at some point, but I, so, I I got pretty into Odin's Sphere, but I never got into that one. So you know, like all I those remember vanilla, the character design though. All yeah. those van- Vanillaware games have this like ridiculous yeah. character design, right? Like yeah. it's just like hypersexualized, like it's some fucking heavy metal, like yeah. like just gigantic boobs and yeah. unreal. It's like if you take the sliders in uh, in a character creator and just make them like monstrously. Yeah. Uh, bimboed, uh, yeah. you kind of get the. Um, and you it should know, also it should also be said they're also like you know really beautifully drawn. Like the background, everything's hand drawn. It's a very unique aesthetic. Whether you like it or not, there's no denying that it's like the games. You, you are can gorgeous. tell a vanilla wear game when you see one instantly. The games or are better gorgeous. and worse. The art design of those games is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like it really is, uh, including I think the um, kind of this like hyper lewd like kind of. I don't know if a word other than like bimbo, like you know, like design yeah, aesthetic. Just completely like, distorted proportions beyond like it's like not even sexual, really. You know what I mean? Because it's like so distorted. It's almost like grotesque, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like almost to the point of yeah, like that's not even, like I can't imagine someone's like gonna be aroused by those characters because they're it's like I don't know, it's almost like a horror movie or something. But anyway, yeah, like the Amazon, like um, <laughs> like she's. She's got giant boobs and a giant ass, but she's also like a bodybuilder, like just ripped, like it just rippling muscles across yeah. her whole body. Like it's not like it's just this like hyper like sexuality. It's like hyper everything, yeah. you know. Um, and so I saw that post and I was like, oh yeah, like I haven't played that game. Like I have that game. I haven't played it in a long time. And so uh, I played some of that on uh, the Vita. I had some real issues getting my Vita to boot. I think the real story is. Uh, Play Dragon's Crown. It's a good game. Play Vanillaware games. I think they're good games. Um, they're fun for what they are. You can get Dragon's Crown Pro on uh, PS4 uh, for like $10, I think, if you want to try it. Yeah, and um, I think there's a PS4 port of Odin Sphere as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, but my Vita, man, it would not power up for anything. Like, mm. I haven't I haven't powered up for a long time. So, it was probably on me, but... I, well, love maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I like I turned my Vita on and I think I was talking about it. It like booted up magically. No problem. So had half its battery left. Yeah, mine. Uh, is it is it rooted? Yeah, okay. it's 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 all hacked up, but so maybe uh, that's part of it. I don't know. So I left it charging for a day and it like didn't take charge. Like it just still wouldn't boot. I tried different chargers. I tried all kinds of things. Finally, what I had to do, I had to do the nuclear option. I, I took it apart. Um, and I pulled the battery and I pulled the rear. So first I pulled the battery and I put it back together and it still wouldn't work. And then I took it apart again and I pulled the battery and I pulled the rear touchpad ribbon cable. Oh, wow. And then I put it back together and, uh, boom, it booted up. We were in the huh. game. Actually, I couldn't get the touchpad ribbon cable back in. It was too small. My girlfriend had to do it cause she's got those like. She's very meticulous. She's like a nail. She does like nail art. She's like oh, really cool. good at it. But yeah. she's like good with those little like fine, uh, yeah. fine, fine things. Fine skills. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, God forbid you wouldn't have the rear touchpad. Yeah. Well, I think it needs 
I think it needs it for like the brain or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't fuck. I'm not an electrical engineer, man. That's not a YouTube like video. You are. I saw a YouTube video. They said do this, so I did it. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> I will say, like all of my, um, all like the homebrew apps are fucking so outdated that, like, yeah. you know, the, they won't like none of them will connect to the servers. And yeah, that's always depressing when you yeah. like. I'm like, oh, I gotta like remod this thing. Yeah. Uh, but the good news is the games still work, and so yeah. playing some Dragon Crown. Uh, but uh, so that was pretty fun, you know. Uh, one of those things where you finally got it to work again, and then you won't touch it again for oh yeah another year and have to That's do this all of my for, life. Yeah, it's like get everything up and running. Yes, it works. All right, well, I'm something else. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I'm not really that into this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I've completely fallen off of Black Ops. Um, I don't. I just don't want to play it anymore. You know, like yeah, it's not double X. It's not double XP weekend anymore, and I'm just like, I don't want to fucking play this game. Like, I don't like it. Uh, played some Apex to get a winner event. Uh, so I jumped to some of that. I actually got a new mouse. So I've been trying a lot of shooters, too, to kind of, like, give my mouse the paces. I bought a G Pro Wireless. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I was going to ask. That's a good one. As I, I know the, the new G Pro's technically out, the G Pro Super Light. Um, but it's more expensive, and it's, uh, like, hard to find. Like, it's back-ordered and, like, a month out. And I was just like, I need a mouse. My other mouse wheel was going crazy. And I was debating between this and the Razer Viper wireless, which people seem to like. And then I remembered I don't like Razer. And so I was just like, I'll just get the Logitech. Right? Yeah. And as someone, as two people who used to, like, sell mice for a living, among other things, I can tell you that the difference between, you know, one generation of wireless mouse to the next is actually not that big of a deal yeah i think the big thing is that it weighs less but i'm yeah. just like who cares yeah i've like, never i've never connected with that like someone's like man this mouse is too heavy and like what do you mean it's too heavy for what like, i like yeah i like light <laughs> mice but like 15 yeah. grams difference or whatever isn't right. the thing yeah. that's gonna like i think if you're into like super twitch based games maybe there is an argument there but honestly outside of that it's it's a lot of marketing yeah um so I think that's kind of what drove me into playing a bunch of shooters again. But yeah. uh, the game cool. I have played the most, and what's funny is, um, so I spent you know $120 on this mouse and immediately come home and play a game that I could have been playing on my PS4, but <laughs> yeah. you know I spent $600 or whatever it cost me right for my PS5 to play Ghost of Tsushima nonstop. Like, I have been nice. so into that fucking game. Like, it's so good. I bought the Pop Vital for, for Jin because I'm just yeah. like, this key's so fucking cool, man. Like, so have you just been doing the multiplayer? Uh, I've been playing some of the story. Um, I, like, am slowly progressing through it, but I've been playing so much Legends. Like, so cool. much. Yeah, I still haven't really dived back in. Like, I think I spent a few hours just to really kind of explore it, but and I liked it. Uh, maybe now that you're playing. Well, actually, can we play together? Yes, we can play together. Yeah, that might be fun. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a cool game, man. I love it. Like, I think it's... I was surprised by how much I liked it. And again, I, I spent a lot of time on the single player, as you can recall, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, it was it's a very good game. There's no getting around it. It surprises me, like... It's another one of those, like, games media moments, right? Where, like, from listening to reviews and, like, the shows I watch and all of that, I really assumed the game would be pretty milk toast, right? Like, uh... I feel like the reviews weren't that hot, at least the professional reviews. Um, I did hear a lot of, like, 
high praise for the game just kind of middling like oh it's pretty good it's one of those open world games you know yeah um, and i played this man this game is like it's beautiful it's uh interesting you know it's it's uh it's fun to play the combat is engaging and you yeah, definitely I really like, like the combat you definitely learn like a mastery over the combat that i think yeah. is and I'll tell you this, like, I didn't play it for months right after I beat it because I spent, you know, 60 hours or something with it. Like, I beat the shit out of it. I didn't 100% it, but I, I put a lot of time into it, and I enjoyed it every minute. Um, and immediately, hopping back in, the combat clicked again, which is pretty rare. Like, usually, like, something like Breath of the Wild is, you'll hop back in, you really have to learn it again. But here, I was like, I went into the multiplayer mode, and immediately was like, oh, yeah, I remember how to parry, I remember how to use all the items, and, like, there's something about it. And I don't, I think one of the criticisms of that game and one that I also made was that it doesn't really do anything super new, but everything it does, it's very competent at. And that's worthy of praise. Like just because, you know, being like iterative and improving something that already exists, is not a negative. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's true. I think, you know, in some ways it's like the hallmark of like a good game, right? Is like that kind of the peak of iteration you know what i mean it tends to be kind of what we i don't feel like innovation is always rewarded i feel like iteration on that is and i feel like this game really um iterates so well and you know i think what i appreciate about it a lot and i think um is that the story is very dark but it's the setting makes it like palatable right uh in ways where i think last of us 2 was um a little too contemporary and too real, you know what I mean? And, um, kind of, kind of caused like a, a reaction, you know? Um, I feel like this game being set in, you know, in feudal Japan and the Mongols and like, you know, like we don't have any, like it's historical. Right. And so, you know, when babies are getting killed and, you know, yeah. villages are getting burned and women are getting raped, you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a disconnect that allows you to kind of, interact with it and i think um you know i think the the kind of driving force of the main character and kind of just like kind of abandoning himself to this like darkness right and like uh, you know abandoning his honor the ghost becoming the ghost is so great like i love it i love that everyone's just like you can't be this dude he's like (laughs) i'm gonna fucking fucking be this dude you know yeah and um yeah i think i agree I've always found that those stories, like, always pretty eye-rolling, where it's like, dude, the whole... It's, like, it's not a very sophisticated way to tell a story, though I will say, by the end, I was way more invested. It, it like, gets way more complicated by the end than I initially anticipated. So, by the end, I was I was much more moved by the story than I expected after the first ten hours. It's never bad, but it, you know, I think that story of, like, you know, embracing the dark side is not exactly new ground, um, but by the end, they threw enough kind of interesting stuff into that, and some of the side characters really are quite compelling in a very surprisingly inventive way. So even yeah. though even that game started out for me like, well, whatever, the story's fine. But by the end, I was like, no, they did some actually some genuinely cool stuff. Again, I think comparing to The Last of Us 2, they're totally different games, but it, and they're totally very different, and they're trying to do very different things, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was very good at what it set out to be, which was a really compelling open world in beautiful feudal Japan. It's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And they totally nailed it. Even and if I, they didn't like move anything forward in any meaningful way, it was still like just really elegantly implemented throughout. I love the way the game is directed like a movie, too. Like, it's definitely like, it's not shying away from the fact that it's trying to be a Kurosawa movie. Oh, yeah. Right? 
the whole well, yeah, way there's through. a Kurosawa filter. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it's even, already called that. Even just the normal gameplay, it's like, oh, this is like, this is supposed to be like a, like you're looking at like a set. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. the like the duel when you challenge the guy and you got to like one v one the first dude of challenging people. It's so yeah, cool. uh, like that shit is like it. I feel like it, it creates this like uh, like this kind of a disconnect in some ways that that kind of allow you to experience it in a way that is more enjoyable. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, like I'm playing a film more than I am. Yeah. Like, you know, I can do this. I can be shitty. Right. Because this isn't like me. This is like this film character that I'm guiding through, like into the darkness. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, or I think in a lot of games, it's like, I don't want to make fucking bad choice. Like, I don't want to become this like evil dude, you know, uh, where in this game, it's like, I'm going to fucking ruin these Mongols, man. Like, I, I did totally I hear you I, I thought a lot about this too and I'm not like you know super sensitive to this kind of thing as a white male but I did think like if I was Mongolian I might be like geez this is like a pretty um I, I, I think this kind of fits into what you're saying about it is like a story right like an old story and they lean into that even more with the multiplayer mode but it definitely is like yes every single Mongol you encounter is irredeemably evil which is always kind of like feels lazy you know yeah, I do feel like in the um, in Legends at least, because it's like these kind of like demonic forces, you yeah. know. In yeah, some and they ways, lean even more into the story. Like this yeah. is a person literally telling a story. Yeah, you find like Mongols that have been victimized by the demons, and they're like, yeah. "You went that way," and you're like, "All right, all right, you just lay here and die. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go take care of this shit." But uh, but yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, and I think you know, I think um, this kind of Mongolian swarm right is yeah. like such an old like it's why we have the great wall of china you know what i mean like it's it's pretty historically like uh like uh like trod uh yeah. story so it's not um i don't know it's like it's easy to stomach um, yeah yeah no totally at no point was i like but i just i did think about like anytime you're making an entire group just cartoonishly evil and this is certainly not the only game that does that uh, it always makes me like, eh, there's probably a way to be a little more elegant with this. But, yeah, just an interesting thing I noticed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think the game's great. I think it's I think it's it's so cool. Your character's yeah. so cool. The, the uh, like, the different looks, I think, are so good. I think visually the game's yeah. great. And, uh, at yeah, 60 um, frames, it's beautiful. Yeah, I bet. See, it was gorgeous at 30. Yeah. One 4K thing that was funny 60 is nonstop <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I bet. One thing that was funny is when I jumped back in for some reason, I think to see the other ending. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Because no spoilers, but there's like kind of a choice you make. And that dictates the ending. Sort of. Again, it's pretty like straightforward. But so, I, you know, I watched it and got my ending. And then I watched a YouTube video of the other ending. And the other person, like no judgment, but that's fucking crazy, was using English voiceover. Which is, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I can't imagine a game that'd be worse to have English voiceover for. And it was so jarring and upsetting. And again, nothing on that. The voice actor, I'm sure if I had played the whole game that way, I'm sure he was fine. Like, I don't think this was on him. But the idea of taking this immensely Japanese story and, like, playing with English was just, like, very jarring. My girlfriend is constantly disturbed by the things that are yelled out in that game in Japanese. Like, she's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Turn this off. And it's like <laughs> That's actually a very interesting perspective. Yeah, I never really so, thought about that. It's so funny, right? Because... She's not even watching. She's like doing something else, and she just hears yeah. him yell, "Like fucking die and go to hell," you know. And she's like, "What are you doing? She's like like Jesus, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't good." That's right? actually really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does she think of the game? Like, has she like? I'm sure she has a 
unique perspective on it. I don't know. I always make fun of her because I'm always like, is this what Japan's like? You guys are so violent. And she's like, it's just, she's like, it's just like this. Like, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> this way. Yeah. As soon as you land in Tokyo, it's just yeah. like They give you a sword and a fucking demon mask and you just gotta like make your way through. You gotta through. kill as many Mongolians as you can, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think it's funny. I think even as a Japanese person, it would be like watching a, you know, a, a revolutionary war game yeah. or something. It's or like a I wild really, west. Right? I don't really fucking connect to this in any way, you know. Like it's, uh, it is what it is. But uh, and you know, I think the thing too is we have so much media around that kind of stuff that uh, you know, like it's, it's people know what they're gonna get. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh for sure. Like we said before, if you've seen a Kurosawa movie, you know the kind of like notes you're gonna get. Yeah. So it's like. Oh, you know, like I don't have any, I don't have any new thoughts on this. It's just, it's a, it's a very straightforward kind of yeah. uh, embracing of that, you know. Uh, yeah, it's not hugely surprising. I mean, like I said, there were a couple surprises in terms of the story, and certainly, I think the multiplayer mode was a pretty pleasant surprise. But yeah, it, it's it's very straightforward. I think it's a pretty straightforward game for the most part. But again, mm-hmm. that's people are acting like that's bad. Uh, it's not bad to do something really, really, really well. It's Even kind if of it's the something best that's been done before. It's kind of the best thing about it is that it's straightforward, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Legends, that's true. Legends is amazing. Legends is so good. Um, it is shocking to me that this is a free add-on multiplayer mode. Uh, because yeah. in some ways, Dense. it's like everything you want to be doing in like Destiny or uh, you know that kind of game. Like encapsulated and... You know, like... It's in menus, right? So it's not... It, it kind of... It's less in the fact that you're not going to the tower, you know, to queue into things, right? Like, there's no uh, social hub or any of that bullshit involved. Yeah, which I actually really like that about it. <laughs> which I like, too, it's right? It's all gameplay, no, like, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's not trying to be an MMO at all. But it's like, if you want to do one of the... Challenge one of these uh, story quests, right? At your, at your difficulty tier... To get like the loot and do this the unlocks and the challenge modes in them you just kind of queue into that one it'll partner you up with someone or you can bring a friend in and you can do the two-player content uh if you want to do the survival wave-based modes you can queue into those with four people or matchmake you can do it at different different tiers of difficulty there will be different uh challenges in it and different mechanics inside uh you can make all the different classes of characters with their own unique ability trees and um and items and weapons and looks you know you unlock so many appearance upgrades which i think is amazing like masks and armors and uh archer uniforms and And it does kind of have that call of duty thing where it's pretty regular like Mm -hmm. it's not like they're keeping it on you constantly like call of duty where it's like you're always unlocking something but it's pretty like at least as far as i played it it's pretty regular you'll be getting a new a new thing to look at I am shocked still how much I'm unlocking just stuff yeah. after like every match. You know what I mean? Uh, you get those cool flags that they wear on the back of their pants, like yeah. which to me is like the peak of cool samurai shit. Um, you know, like just all that stuff, weapon effects. You know, like uh, fucking sakura yeah. blossoms that come off yep. your sword, and you know, it's just it's fucking great. I love all that stuff. Different bows, and uh, yeah. you know, like. Uh, it's, well, it's, it, just, it just really leans into the strengths of the game, which are, yeah, visual design was a hugely, huge strength of that game. One thing I'm curious, though, as someone who had played a shitload of the single player and very little of the multiplayer, I almost wonder if playing a lot of the multiplayer would make the single player feel kind of dull, just because, A, it'll make it so easy, right? Because a lot of it feels like endgame stuff. 
Like, I wonder if you play a lot of multiplayer, hopped in a single player, like, would it feel kind of dull? Would it feel kind of like, eh, where's my unlocks? And, like, everything's so easy. I wonder, you know, like, I will if say, it could be detrimental. I will say way. it's easier. Like, yeah, for sure. when I first played single player, I, you know, and I, it probably would have gotten this way if I played as much single player anyway. Like, if I was just, like, progressing through a single player story. It's, it's never a very hard game at all. Yeah, but going into, like, the wave-based modes in multiplayer yeah. and, like having to fight like 10 yeah. dudes that are just standing exactly on what I mean yeah on a point right and like be like all right I gotta use all these fucking ghost tools and you know like double stealth assassination grapple hook you know like like really using all those tools kind of um kind of shows you like how to play the single player really well like you know yeah. I was so like stealthy in the single player because I was like, I can't fight more than like two dudes, you know? And now I'm just like, I'll fight this whole fucking village, you know, like I'll just kite them around and use all these tools and go back into stealth and climb on the roof. And, you know, like, uh, now I'm like so much better at like engaging multiple enemies because of the multiplayer. Yeah, Um, totally. I could see how that would happen. But I I mean, I'll say too, but sorry, just real quick, like my last thought on the single player thing. And I keep bringing back to that just because I have more familiarity with it. But one of the things I did love about the game was the way they ramped up the difficulty curve, because to your point, by the end, I would just walk in. I didn't give a fuck. Like in the beginning, you're really fragile. By the end, I would just be like, everybody come at me. Like I'm not, I'm only going to be stealth if I want. And that was really cool. Because yeah. part of it was skill. Like, you do get better. A lot of it's, you know, the cool stuff you unlock, the different abilities. But there's something pretty amazing about, like, I'm so fragile. And then by the end, you're just like, I know this game so well. I can just literally walk into anywhere and kill every single person without getting hit. And that that progression is just fundamentally very entertaining. And I do think the multiplayer could kind of break that. Not that that's bad, necessarily. It's just different. But it was a thought I had. It sounds I like think what's pretty dead on. I think what's good about the multiplayer is that you play as four different classes, right? Yeah. And Jin... Yeah, very distinct. Jin and the single player is basically all four classes yeah. mixed together, right? Yeah, he's like From, a yeah, like a intro to all of them instead yeah. of really dialed in for each. But, you know, the reality is if you do good... If you kind of progress in one of those multiplayer classes, you can just take that back and, like, be like, I'm really good at doing assassin stuff now. Like, like double... Like, re-stealthing... Um, you know, using smoke bombs to kind of like take out groups and, you know, um, and so like you kind of, once you like understand that aspect, you can, you can really exploit it in the single player in a way that I think is a lot of fun, right. To be like, uh, you know, I'm going to level into these like specific ghost tools and, uh, ramp up assassination damage. And now I can literally just like one shot bosses with, you know, like re-stealthing assassinations or like, you know, I've been playing the samurai class in multiplayer and like, I'm really (laughs) good at combat and, you know, I can like, I can really exploit water stance now and kind of just like beat down on shielded guys. And, you know, it really, I think does kind of put like a a level of focus on specific aspects of the game that I think, um, carry over in a single player really well. And, um, and I think that's fun. I think it's fun having kind of mastery over these like schools of, of the combat. And it really, I think it really helps you explore the depth that exists in Jin's kit and just in that game in general, you know. Uh, I agree. Um, and and the fact, again, like, this is what multiplayer is supposed to be, right? It's like taking and iterating on the single player concepts, right? Like, it to me, and, and the fact that's free, again, I keep bringing that up, but it's, as you can tell, it's dense. It's a lot there, and it was just free. There's like, I guess we should make a fully functional, really compelling multiplayer mode in addition to what was already a very complete game. And, like, 
I don't know. It's it, it again. It speaks to their sort of competence that there's like, yeah, we're just going to do everything really, really well, and that's way easier said than done, as we've seen. I just love that. It's, <clears throat> I love that it's so different. You know, yeah. I love that the items are unique, the story quests are unique. You know, I feel like in a different game, they would be like, oh, multiplayer, like just take your single player, dude, and yeah. you can do the story about. mission co-op, right? Yeah. And uh, and you'll get upgraded versions of the weapons and stuff right and honestly even that sounds okay yeah (laughs) but yeah but they went above and beyond like exactly it's like i was like you know i could be playing any multiplayer game right i could be playing destiny or something like that and to me like warcraft well yeah to me this is so much more fun right like uh and you know they have raids now they have just all this content and uh the progression is really fun i will say i think the progression is a bit quick you know what i mean i think you can really burn through it especially if you had a group that was like yeah we're gonna play together every night i really do think you could just like two man through the quests progress through uh kind of get a feel for it and kind of learn where you need to like farm up some gear and move through it rather quickly to max level but uh you know you still got like and destiny's kind of the same way you know if you have a friend and you guys know the system like you can max level a character in Destiny in a couple days, like no problem. So, um, you know, uh, it's I don't think it's bad, but you know they do. They offer these like nightmare challenge quests every week, and uh, you know they rotate those out. And you've got the raids to do, and so you know I do think there's just a lot of really good content. I think it's really fun. Um, I mean, if you have that game, like if you're not playing this mode, I think you're kind of missing out. If you haven't tried it yet, you're missing out. You got to try it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's far more than just a small update. It's like a, it's, it's huge. And you're playing ghost stories, right? I think that's, what's interesting about it, right? Is it's all these like ghost story versions. It's like this fucking weirdo blind guy. And he's just like, Oh, I'm gonna tell you a ghost story. It really leans into the sort of mythology side of it because in the single player, it's like, it's an interest. It kind of reminds me of Assassin's Creed a little bit, where there is definitely like vibes of magic and like vibes of like external forces. It's certainly not trying to be like a straight laced historical retelling, but there aren't like aliens. There's no demons. It's just like like the wind guides you, shit like that, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's really I like unique, it too. But it's very like um, it's like loose historical. But this just leans way into it. like no, no. These are directly stories filled with exaggerations and horror and surreal narrative and i think it was actually a really smart way to do it because they're like yeah we kind of told our straight lay story in this they can just go crazy with like no we're not even pretending that this really happened these are like old legends being passed down and yeah immediately you can see the why that was a good idea you're just like oh hell yeah that's so cool right it leads into what made the single player cool and just like runs with it which is what multiplayer should do it's just badass, right? You're the scary ass super fucking samurai <laughs> fighting, you know, fire ghost dogs yeah, and fucking and awesome. fucking you know onis with fucking giant spears and fucking yeah. it's crazy. It's, it's so like good. Neo. Like it feels yeah, like Neo in a lot of ways, uh, and it feels so good. And it's like the co-op's good and it's fun and uh, and I, everyone's been pretty friendly. You know, you kind of sit there and you play the flutes together and you know you just have a good time, right? Like who doesn't like that? Who doesn't like playing flutes with their friends, right? I mean. You know, that's what I love. Yeah. I mean, I think if there's a good note to end this fucking segment on, it's who doesn't <laughs> like to play flutes with their friends. Okay. Yeah. That's a good note to end 2020 on. Yeah. It's a good note to end 2020 on. All right. Let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll get into a few news stories before we get out of here. All right, Leah, did you uh, slay any Oni? 
while we were taking our breaks. <laughs> yeah, while we took the break, I actually ran through the whole single player again. And um, yeah, still good. Still very good. I was busy fighting some Tengu. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was tough. And Onibaba. There is something that, like, not to get back into it, but there was something interesting about, like, the fact that the single player is only human enemies, even though, like, most of these games by the end, they're essentially superhuman just because of the. But and then the nature you have to hop it. in to just be like, oh, and also now we get this whole other thing to play with. It's like, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I think it is good too. I think it's good too. I think that's. Uh, we don't even talk about the Tsushima War, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I love it. It's a good game. Yeah, uh, me too. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad I like it too. For 40 bucks, 60 frames, 4K. Come on. What more could you watch? Come on. Uh, all right. Uh, Naughty Dog made some announcement this week. Uh, Neil Druckmann. Naughty Dog, huh? Neil Druckmann is now the co-president of Naughty Dog. Um, he was the vice president previously. Uh, Allison Mori, Christian Geerling become the vice presidents of uh, Naughty Dog. And uh, that's kind of the whole story. Uh, good job, Neil Druckmann. Uh, yeah. I mean, that studio's had so much success, right? And, you yeah. know. I think Neil's clearly a part yeah qualified. Yeah, this was a great example of when they made that announcement. I was like, oh yeah, I guess. Like I would have assumed that was already the case, which yeah, is partially my own ignorance, but it kind of also shows like this was probably probably a no brainer move. Yeah, I mean, I'd put him in charge too. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously uh, got a uh, an eye for success. Yeah, he seems to that guy seems to know what he's doing. Seems to have a good idea, right? Even if you don't like his games, which I love. Uh, still pretty clearly very good at his job no matter how you mm-hmm. slice it <laughs> uh god of war is now uh in fortnite kratos which is weird I, it's funny people are showing screenshots of them playing it on xbox and having kratos with a sony logo you know in there because it says like licensed by sony or whatever uh, yeah. uh i, I like mentioned that. earlier i tried to play some fortnite uh i don't know it seems weird watching him do the fortnite dances that's for sure yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, that's the meme you'll see, right? Is, like, him doing those very, like, ridiculous, silly Fortnite dances. And and I will say my thoughts on it as someone who's a huge God of War fan, don't really care about Fortnite, but, like, don't like dancing emotes because I'm in my 30s. But it, I, I will say my initial reaction was one of, not disgust, but it was definitely like, oh, God. But then the, immediately after, I was like, dude, who fucking gives a shit? It's yeah, like a cares, video right? game character in another video game. Like, who cares? The fact that I was even, like... Discussed about it immediately. I was like, hey, man, what? who who gives you shit? This is not for you, and that's fine. And that, that made me feel better. I was just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it doesn't seem like a good fit to me, and I guess the argument could be made it undercuts, like, the, you know, the tone and value of the game, but it's like, not really, right? Like, so kids want to play as Kratos. All it's going to do is sell some more copies of God of War, and, like, how is that? how could that possibly be a bad thing? Yeah, and I think we've forgotten because the last God of War was, like, good and, like, well-written, that God of War is dumb, you know, as a, as a franchise, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a lot yeah, of, that was like, that was its whole thing is it was like just dialed up masculinity to 11, which is, you know, fine and interesting, but yeah, it was never, it was never sophisticated. Let's put it that way. Ever. It's the same conversation I have point. with people about Star Wars when they think Star Wars is like, they're talking about lore and like, this yeah. isn't canon. It's like, you, you remember Star Wars is dumb, right? Like, yeah. The you movies know, are very dumb. So dumb, right? Some like of this the EU stuff is pretty interesting, but that's the point, right? It's like, yeah, hey, watch watch A New Hope. It's a fine movie, but it's really dumb. It was not precious in its time. No. You know what I mean? And I don't so, think it was ever supposed to be. Either. I don't either. I think it's supposed to be a dumb space movie. You yeah. know, like it's and it's fun. very good at that. Yeah. 
Uh, it's what I liked about it. I think now that Star Wars thinks it's such a big deal, it's really like hard to embrace it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I just, you just try to remember those things, like especially with Kratos. It's like this is a dumb franchise. Like the last yeah. game, I think is amazing, but uh, yeah, it, he can do fucking he can dab and do the floss dance, just like the rest of us. You know, yeah, just like you and me, yeah. always doing it. He's a god, but he was once a man, just like all of us, and you know wants to floss dance yeah i mean and who doesn't man woman child yeah grandparents only there, <laughs> there is something cool though about seeing the like cross franchise stuff i mean you know the, the <clears throat> obvious answer that comes to mind is smash brothers right like they've yeah. been doing that forever but it's always cool man it's cool to see like i love the idea of seeing a sony character on xbox like that's i think that's a sign of progress yeah i just feel like fortnite has become uh such a giant like merchandising opportunity that there is the all rules are off you know what i mean like uh when something has that kind of like market permutation and they're willing to sell space it's like people will will not to yeah Yeah. people will buy it like there's no i'm actually uh, shocked that mario has not been in fortnite like that seems like such an easy fit yeah i do feel like nintendo is like the last bastion of defense against like yeah. This kind of although you know there's been like Mario McDonald's toys yeah, and, you know sure. like there's plenty of that stuff. Uh, it's, but, it certainly seems like an easier sell than Kratos, right? Like even yeah. even Nathan Drake would like Kratos is just such a strange choice. You know what it is? Now I realize it. And again, I'm sure other people have said this more eloquently. But the whole thing about God of War, even at its dumbest, is it's extremely violent, right? Mm. That's like part of its whole thing. Which say say what you want about that that doesn't make it a great fit for Fortnite, right? Like, of all of the Sony characters, and there are many, why would it be the one who's most associated with, like, extreme sex and violence? What's more sexy and violent than Kratos with a gun, you know? Yeah, what's more sexy and violent than Fortnite? That's true, that's true. But yeah, even, like, <laughs> Solid Snake, right? Like, Yeah, even Snake or Crash Bandicoot, like, duh, hello, that would have been easy. Or certainly even Nathan Drake would have kind of fit in, I think. But Kratos was Joker, like, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Even Not that. the Joker. I mean, Persona Joker. Oh, well, either one. <laughs> actually, I do like the idea of, like, Joker from the... Like, Joaquin Phoenix Joker being in Fortnite actually would be pretty hilarious. I hate the Joker. Wow. Yeah, I know. Me and Batman, we got something in common. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what the Good thing is? Up. I hate face makeup. Like, it really bothers me. I Like, That's I don't funny. like masks, but face makeup, like, is even... Well, I can see that. Like, that is kind of his whole thing. So I could understand if you don't like face makeup, how maybe um, the Joker might not be your favorite character. It's so gross. It's so gross. Like, just when you see people with that fucking, like, the greasy makeup on their face, and it's, like, cracking around their, like, you know, where their face creases, and it's, oh, God, it fucking grosses me out so bad. (laughs) It's so (laughs) gross. I hate it so much. Oh. I gotta breathe for a second. Um, why not <laughs> wow. Jin? Why not Jin from fucking Ghost of Tsushima in Fortnite? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Why not Sly Cooper? I don't know about. I don't think Sly Cooper is a good fit. <laughs> You're like, hey, come on, man. We got to draw the line somewhere. Don't be yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Why not Ratchet and Clank or whoever? I don't know. Spider Man. Why not one of those multicolored blocks from Luminous? Yeah. Why not um that lady from Dragon's Crown? 
Oh, fuck yeah, dude. The sorceress. <laughs> Put the fucking sorceress in there, and I'm spending all my V-Bucks. All of a sudden, V-Buck purchases are going to go way up. You get you get some alternate skins for her, and like you could sell some V-Bucks. That but way, I don't I mean Valorant bucks either. I mean V-Bucks, like the, the, real the original the real V-Bucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you got me thinking now. Oh, great. This is almost better than when I did that fucking Mario fucking sexing with like uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I did. I don't even remember. It was a couple years ago, but I'm fucking gross. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, it's part of your charm. Yeah, let's let's move on to the next story. <laughs> um, oh, okay, I gotta take a second. Uh, people are using the Xbox Series XS to emulate PlayStation Two games. We got an emulation box on our hands. Yeah. Uh, just what the world needed. Um, yeah. So I think the reason I wanted to bring this up was, A, because it really does fit into our narrative of, um, you know, Xbox was really good at playing old games, which I say that sort of sardonically, but like that, that is valuable. But I do love the idea that people are buying an Xbox to play PlayStation 2 games, like fundamentally is very funny. Just is. Yeah, and I, I mean, and it's I, funny. I bought a $1,400 phone so I could play 3DS games on my phone. So, like, I get it. That's kind of why it connected with me. I'm like, I understand this perspective. I do. But it's also, I, I can also see how really fundamentally absurd it is. The Xbox is absurd. It is. And this this doesn't help. The fact that it's very good at this, like, makes me want one more. I'm not going to lie. But to your point, and this is what always happens, is like, or just get a computer? Because I, yeah. I promise it works even better on a computer. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> there's just no reason to buy an Xbox. The best thing is that you can play PS2 games illegally. Like, cool, cool. I mean, that's, that's cool, but it is. But that's what's so weird to me is like these emulators have existed for a long time. Getting them to run on hardware that they're not designed to run on, I don't think is um, a huge selling point. Yeah, not worth the like the thing, you know. But uh, I agree. Well, and also it's like, oh, so you're saying it's a computer. That's why yeah. they were able to crack it so fast is it's a fucking basically running a slightly modified Windows like or Linux or whatever. And it's like, yeah, none of this is a surprise. That's why it's just so funny. It's like, yeah, of course. Of course just this happened. Put real <laughs> Windows on this motherfucker. That's my problem, Seriously. right? Yeah. Is it's like this thing would I think people would see I don't know. People see see value in it. There are people out there that totally. want Xboxes. They're and sold I do out. I wish we could talk to them sometimes just I'd, because like we're we're so like biased, but but yeah, anyway. If you got or want an Xbox and you are willing to come on the show, I will yeah. dial you into this shit and we'll get you on We'll give you 10 here. minutes, like, for real. And, and, I and promise nice. not We're to not going to give you a hard time. Yeah, I'm not going to be mean to you about it. I know I seem like I would, but I'm actually a pretty <laughs> nice dude. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just think it's crazy. I think it's just such a fucking crazy idea. But, like I was saying, I think if they just let you boot Windows in those things, it would be so much more useful as a box. Yeah. You know, like... Um, and it could even be like a gaming... I mean, it already is, right? I was about to say it could be like a gaming-focused version of Windows, but that's what it already is. Like, uh, it's just so funny. It's They're literally just selling cheap computers, which is cool. There's value in that for sure. Like, for the price, it's a, it's a pretty good computer. But Yeah, just let people run TurboTax yeah. on it. You know, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Just want right? to use Lotus Notes, man. Come on. Yeah, people want to use fucking... I, I don't know. I'm blank for some reason. Um <laughs> People want to make PowerPoints on their Xbox, okay? Yeah. And so you should Give let the them. people what they want, man. Come on. Give the people what Come they on, want. Phil. Exactly. Exactly, Phil. I feel... Yeah, Xbox seems in such a fucking dark place right I now. I wish we could get Phil Spencer on the show. That would be cool. Because he I would wish have, we... like... He'd be... If anyone can defend the Xbox, it'd be him, right? So it'd be interesting to talk to him about it. I feel like Phil Spencer has lost 
the narrative. Like there was a time where I think it would have been exciting to have Phil Spencer on. And I, I you know, of course I'd still want to talk to him cause he's an interesting guy, but, um, you know, I don't think his, his rhetoric can still be taken seriously. You know what I mean? I feel like that they've crossed. I was listening to, to giant bomb this week and they're, they made a mention really quick and I, I don't think it was a big part of what they're talking about. But, like, you know, I think Microsoft had a plan that, you know, they'd have all these services set up, Halo would launch, the Xbox would come out, and everyone would want to, like, subscribe to the service so they could play Halo, and it would sell Xboxes, and this would all come to... It worked the first time. This would all come to culmination, and all these pieces they put in place would finally make sense, you know? And then none of that shit happened, and there's no (laughs) games, and they had to kind of spin the story into like no you can play all the old stuff exactly like this is what you always wanted right you can play ps2 games yeah like this is what you've been waiting for and um and you know like uh i just feel like it's all slipping through their fingers you know in a way that i don't think i don't know if they have an answer to or you know like yeah. no, it's weird. It's like um, it's really weird. It's genuinely but, concerning too. It's not like like we make a lot of fun of them, but at the end of the day, it's like no, no. Like I do want Microsoft to succeed. I Xbox, great man. Xbox 360 is incredible console. I love my. Well, other than the fact that they all broke, I love my 360. Well, yeah, that's a good right. point. But as far as like you know, it's I don't want to see it fail at all. The way I did with like Ouya or kind of Stadia, to be honest. But like, but this is like genuinely concerning. What what would be funny is if we had Phil Spencer on and we're like, so okay, if you have twenty minutes, tell us why we should get an Xbox. And he's like, I don't, know, I don't know, man. Come on. He'd <laughs> be like, oh shit, okay, whoops. I feel like you would hear some of that. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. if he was being honest, like he would kind of be like, you know, I don't. He's really, like, well, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm not trying to convince people anymore. You know, like uh, yeah. I made my own bots to get a PS5 and the 380, yeah. so I don't need an Xbox. Like, do you love? I don't know. Uh, I can't even think. You want to play Recore? Because we can. You can play Recore <laughs> on uh, the Xbox. Well, That's, and like some of the narrative can't like, do that on a PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Like Chris Plant over at Polygon has been pushing really hard that like, hey, this is an incredible way to play old Xbox games. Like it really is. Like that's not a small thing. And I do understand the value in that. But again, back to the PS2 thing. It's like, dude you can't have your selling point for a new console to be that like it runs older games slightly better. Like, I'm sorry, that is not, that's cool for someone like me or like you, but the idea of trying to pitch that to a 15 year old, like, bro, you could play the games your dad liked in college at a higher frame rate. Like, Oh wow. Cool. Thanks. Demon souls. No, of course not. Do you ever feel like there's like fake nostalgia out there? Like that, like on Twitter and stuff, you, I hear people talk about games and I'm like, maybe you are old enough to actually think this is true. <laughs> but the reality is I think you're just kind of saying this because you think you're supposed to, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about you, but I feel like a lot of people no, no, talk course. about I feel like a lot of people talk about like Sonic games, right? I think there's a lot yeah. of young people that are like fucking Sonic Two is the fucking greatest game. And it's like you were not born. Or you were like yeah. four. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you never played Sonic Two, but like you've never experienced these things as they release or when they can, you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like a lot of it was like a lot of the conversation around demon souls right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of like false nostalgia that gets kind of brought into this. And so when people talk about like fable, you know, yeah. like, Oh, Xbox is going to have fucking a new fable. And it's like, you obviously never played fable, you know, yeah. like, like it's, 
you're you're regurgitating this like this like marketing pitch, but like there's no are you really gonna buy an Xbox based on um this kind of like yeah. false memory that's been implanted in your brain? Well, but that's what you know? that's what's interesting. Like a few things on that. I think that's an interesting point. One, I don't think you meant it and correct me if I'm wrong, like I don't think we mean that in like a gatekeeping way, like if you weren't no. around, it's not cool. It's more just saying like, hey, just because you have like a memory or you pick that memory up from somewhere else, doesn't actually necessarily translate to something actually being a masterpiece. Like there's an, that old meme of like, remember this game? I actually literally saw this today on Twitter or Reddit or somewhere. And it was someone just posted, you know, some young person probably posted a picture of, I think it was like Chocobo Racer on the PS1. And it was like, remember this masterpiece? And I was like, dude, come on, man. Like. A, there's no way you played this game. And I don't mean that in a gatekeeping way. I mean, like, no one played it. And B, this is just not a masterpiece. Like, come on. Just saying, like, hey, here's an old game I remember is not the same as, like, having a conversation about it. But I think the other thing this brought to mind was that's why it was so interesting playing through all these Halo games. I'm not going to go on a Halo thing, but it was, like, being like, hey, these... I remember those games, and then just playing all of them in a row was really interesting and, like, useful and made me feel like I know a lot more about Halo now. Yeah, and like, for sure. I don't know. I think there's value in that. Like, hey, play Sonic 2 again from start to finish, someone, and then talk about it. Because I, be- I guarantee you'll have different feelings about it. Maybe you'll like it more. Maybe you'll like it less. But just saying, like, hey, remember old game is not useful. But I to mean, your point, maybe Microsoft literally doesn't have anything else. And in which case, this was a pretty smart pivot to just be like, hey, we don't have any new games. Is there some magical way we can convince people that playing their old games would be better if they bought an Xbox? Like, what else do they have? Well, I just, yeah, and I feel like there's this, like, um, there's this romance that, that, like, we've been sold on, like, game development, and, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, documentaries and books about it, and um, and I feel like a lot of young people that are into the hobby, um, and yeah, this isn't gatekeeping, I, I think you should play these games, like, you yeah. know, like, I love games, I said it earlier, right, if you yeah. play these games and go back and be like, this game's great, like, this is a... a genuinely great game you yeah. know like super metroid right like uh like we talked about earlier that's a game you can go back and play and be like this is fucking great this is a a good ass game you know yeah. um and honestly as much as you might enjoy it now if you played that shit in 1994 imagine what you would think in a in a in a, in a world where games like that didn't exist you know what i mean like um which was but you know, look at games like Fable, and I think people know the name like of like Peter Molyneux, and it's kind of like these stories have kind of percolated around like gaming and games journalism and who these people are and remember that E three and you know yeah. and um and I think and that's they, true in any any hobby, but in yeah. any hobby, right? And you have this fantasy of like you know oh yeah, yeah the good like, old days yeah the good old days where yeah, these I artists fucking, yeah. were, were, were making yeah. these fucking these these games before like the fucking corporate shills took over and yeah. you know he's coming back to make a new fable to to show micro to bring yeah. microsoft into this to reinvigorate the yeah. yeah and it's like that's not real you know, like yeah. that's not a real like, hey, you, thing. You realize Peter Molyneux never actually made a good game once. Ever. He just tells lies. <laughs> like, right? He's made he just... some okay, interesting games, but he's when was the last time we're like, man, you gotta get this new Peter Molyneux jam. It was probably Fable. Yeah. And Fable's a good game, but it's it fine. is not. It's it is, fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not right? incredible. No, it's not even Super at the Metroid, time. that's for goddamn sure. Even at the time it wasn't great. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. like, like it was I've... fun. I enjoyed it, but even then it wasn't like 
well, this is really changing the thing. And we just had a whole episode talking about how that's okay, right? But this would this would be perfect. If in 20 years someone's like, man, Ghost of Tsushima was like a genre-defining masterpiece. It'd be like, nah, it was really cool and great, but like, let's just stop lying about this shit. Yeah, like, I played the Souls games. I played Demon's Souls when it came out. That game has a lot of flaws. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, as much as I love it and I quickly bought the remaster and was excited about it, like... That game is very flawed in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, like most and, old shit is, just by nature of time moving on, right? Yeah. And it's okay to acknowledge. In fact, it's important. And I'm willing to admit, I have romantic, like, like ideals about Demon Souls, right? Like, even now, I own it on my PlayStation. I'm just playing fucking Ghost of Tsushima, right? Because yeah. I like owning it and looking at it and playing it a little bit. But my desire to just fucking sit there and play it for... 50 hours farming souls and trying to make the best builds isn't really what it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, um, and you know, I do feel like a lot of, a lot of what Xbox is, is predicated on like, Oh, don't, don't you remember halo two? Like you're gonna, you're gonna love it. And it's like, I want something new, man. Like I want a good two game, you know, like couldn't even do that. Right. They're like, well, we got halo infinite. And I was like, well, that looks bad. A and B, And then they're like, actually, we don't have that either. Yeah, it's like, like never Jesus, coming out. Come on, man. It's like, like that was the bare minimum. It was the launch with a Halo game, and they couldn't even stick that. Like It's like never fucking coming out. Games are running worse on Xbox than they're on PS5. When the whole story's been like, oh, yeah. this is the place Terrible. to be. These, these yeah. games are going to run so much better. Nothing can compete with the Xbox. Well, Crackdown, though, apparently yeah. runs really well. So well, and it's like even games <laughs> that run good just run kind of a parody with a PS5, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. not gaining anything. Um, yeah, it's pretty dumb. Uh, we always become, we always turn into like hating on Xbox, but it's so easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I guess I, I want to be wrong about this and I'm not just saying that like if, if, if their grand strategy comes to light, I promise you we'll be the first people to be like, holy they shit, just, they pulled it off, but they like, seem to make a fucking banger and they just can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and even Halo, which again, I like Halo now more or less. It's like, they couldn't even stick that landing. Like Jesus. I'm not saying making a game is easy, but like. The bare minimum is to launch with a Halo game, and they, they couldn't even pull that off. Like, that is troubling by any metric. Who cares about backwards compatibility when every Xbox One game is bad? Yeah, a couple people do, but that's the point. Like, they're no all bad. That, they're not all bad. They're there's, all fucking bad. Xbox the Rail, One games. The Rare Collection, which is the only game I want to play. And honestly, I want to play Halo 5 now just because I've played all the other ones and I can't. But guess what? I will not be buying an Xbox Series X so I can play Halo 5 Guardians, you know? You can get the Series S and play fucking uh, Maybe I will. PS2 but still- and you can play <laughs> Halo 5. Yeah. Maybe I will. Uh, okay. Someday. Uh, Monster Hunter is racist. So oh, that's, yeah. our, that's the last story we're going to talk about today before we get out of here. Uh, yeah. Monster Hunter is World ra- Review Is racist against monsters or on who's Steam, racist against? Backlash to movie grows in China. Uh, Ooh, yeah, so they, it's racist uh, against Chinese people. They don't like that the the Negrigante. Uh, he's uh, a bad dude with a bad attitude, so they want him out. <laughs> I assume that's like a Monster Hunter reference. Yeah, uh, he's a he's the first Elder Dragon you fight. Okay, um, and he's got spikes and he's real mean. He's a real mean monster. I mean, they're all pretty mean. There's not a lot well, of lovey dovey mon- ones. They're monsters, but some are kind of goofy, right? And yeah. so you're like, oh, he's kinda- some are charming. Yeah, some have a charm about them, right? Even a Rathalos, you look at him and you're like, yeah, he's it's not, he's not all bad. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> um, so this tweet got deleted, so I can't reference the original tweet before. And this is, I'm taking this from the Kotaku story. It's not much of a story. It's just some pictures of 
you know, tweets and shit. But, uh, yeah. so China's mad at the Monster Hunter movie. It's got 2000 negative reviews. Um, so this guy, Daniel Am- Ahmad, uh, he's from Nico Partners, which I don't even know what that is, uh, saying there's a racist joke in the Monster Hunter movie. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you the racist joke. So I'm going to. So get buckle in. Buckle in. I'm going to be racist for a second. Okay. Uh, and I quote, what are my knees? What kind of knees are these? Chinese. Un- end quote. Mm. Uh, many in China connected this to an old racist saying, as pointed out by Ahmed. Ahmad. This led to widespread anger and backlash to the film. Uh, do you know this Chinese racist saying? No, I mean, I'd imagine it's like, because there's a lot of stupid Chinese racist bullshit. Like, there is, like, stupid songs, and, like, I get it. I remember when I was young, like, people would say stuff in retrospect. It's like, Jesus. So it's, I, I believe it. But it's also like, how the fuck are we surprised that the Monster Hunter movie, created by Paul W.S. Anderson, has, like, a vaguely insensitive joke about the Chinese? Like, who fucking cares about this movie at all? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even think it's a racist. Like, it's, it's such a leap for me to be like... Oh, that fucking was racist. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I well, don't. I mean, th- again, I always go back to this, and I'm not trying to like diminish your thought. I'm like, you know, maybe if I was Chinese, maybe I'd have a different opinion on it. So I'm, I'm uh, sort of uh, like, maybe it's racist. I don't know. I'm not Chinese, but like, I don't think you would. Yeah, I probably not. I'm not saying I would either, but I just feel like me saying something's not racist when I'm not of the race is sort of useless. But I, I understand with this ideology that we need to like, yeah change your perspective and then assume the worst possible reaction. And then that's well, how we should react. And why are you watching the monster hunter movie anyway? You yeah, know what I mean? I mean and I'm, I'm not trying to trivialize shit. it, but it's like, dude, I'm gonna watch that shit, but I, you should, I'm sure you are. Yeah. I, and I remember thinking like resident evil, one of them, the third one movie, the, the same director watched all those movies. Yeah. It had a, it had a, a black character who was extraordinarily stereotypical. And I remember even at the time in college as a white guy being like, Jesus Christ, man, this character is fucking so like, I don't know if it's racist because it's malicious, but it sure is stupid. And that's what this feels like to me. It's like, I doubt whoever wrote the script was like fucking Chinese people finally going to stick it to him. But he he said something really stupid that was not good anyway, regardless of race. That's a stupid ass line. So I just, the idea of it's like, can you believe there's a stupid and sensitive line in a Paul Douglas Anderson movie? It's like, yeah, of course I can. That's why I don't watch his movies. Like, what do you, it's just strange. It's like getting mad at South Park or something. It's just, well, not even that, because they're intentionally provoking. This is just like, it's a stupid movie with a stupid script. And guess what? There's a stupid line in it. Like, whoa, halt the presses. Yeah, I'll be honest. I bet in some stupid way, this was supposed to like, some dumb writer thought Chinese people would like this. Yeah. You know or what like I mean? Subverting, like, like or something, yeah. or like you know, we're gonna mention Chinese people. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like you know, you know, <laughs> Chinese like, people love that. Well, this is for a global audience. It's probably being funded by in part in China. You I'm know sure, what I mean? Yeah. And they're just like, uh, you know, like because in it's movies, for SEO. <laughs> right? In movies nowadays, there's always like because Chinese companies fund so many of these movies. There's always like kind of references to China or yeah. flags or you know, like some kind of like. Uh, China number one in technology, you know, like there's usually some, yeah. some spin in there. Right. And I'm not saying this is a distinctly Chinese thing. America does the same thing. Like, oh, it, yeah, yeah. 
You were finally US, seeing Chinese people get treated like Americans. Yeah, the U.S. military paid. If the U.S. military is in a movie, the U.S. Yeah. military paid money to have them there. And guess right? what? They're probably not showing, uh, you know, the dark sides of the U.S. military. I no, bet. of course not. Top Gun was funded by the by the <laughs> right. Navy. Exactly. If you, if a, you need that's a, a perfect example, if you need a point of reference, right? So you know, I assume some writers like, oh, we're going to include uh, fucking some Chinese stuff in here, right? Like because they're dumb, ignorant people, right? Um, All right. Yeah, yeah, the writers, right? Whoever, wow. whoever wow. put this stupid line in here, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, what I think about all writers are one thing. I mean, I even calling it insensitive <laughs> to me is like it's kind of giving it a too reach, much credit, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah it's so much credit for it when it's literally like a dad pun including the word Chinese, and that's like the the height of its uh, malice, you know? Uh, but. Yeah, it's just so dumb, and it's just so funny that the response is to review bomb it on Steam, right? A game that is has very little connection to the actual movie, right? Um, yeah, like I, I, yeah, and this is a whole different conversation that we probably shouldn't have now. But that whole idea of like I'm gonna make a game that's tangentially related to this thing, and everyone who worked on it suffer because of my like political agenda is just so beyond the pale of like. And this is even more so of that because it's a movie based on a made by a guy who makes movies about games that have nothing to do with the games. Like nothing. I don't know. It's just a guy who makes real dumb crazy. movies. Yeah, real yeah, dumb. Yeah, movies. exactly. That, that's I think that's exactly what it is. It's like whoa, guy who makes really dumb movies had a dumb line in one of his dumb movies. Like holy shit, I can't believe this. Yeah, it's crazy to me that these things even like get a foothold. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the reality is, this isn't going to affect the Monster game as much as I. Oh, we're sorry, no. whatever. That game has sold fucking gangbusters, right? Like, yeah. uh, there's like no going to give the money back or give yeah, it, to donate no it to the Chinese. Yeah, there's no stopping Monster Hunter World. And you know, I do think it's funny that there has been this like swelling of like Chinese cancel culture is such a huge thing now, which is you know a thing of we've done for a long time too. But yeah. it's uh, this yeah. type of action seems more literally common. cancel people like. But anyway. From the world, they cancel yeah, exactly. people from the world. The is CCP that what you're is, to say? The, yeah, they love cancel culture. Like they will cancel they take you it very for seriously there. being a certain ethnicity, or yeah, exactly. you know, like, yeah, they will cancel your entire family if you do something wrong. And um, there is always something funny about like people being like outraged about, like, oh man, the poor the poor Chinese government's just trying to do their best, and and us racist Americans are just always being racist to them. It's like, what a weird subversion of like reality you know yeah so yeah i don't know i hate the story yeah just seeing i just it, like, i just think it's funny that the fact i mean i guess i don't know maybe this is intentional right like no one was i didn't even know this movie came out and here we are talking about it, so who knows but yeah there it's it's certainly fascinating to me that that someone could watch this movie and be like I, I don't know. Like, I bet if I watched this movie and i saw that line I'd be like that was fucking weird and stupid like why was that in this movie that would be it yeah, but I'd be like, oh, because it's a dumb, shitty movie. And again, I haven't yeah. seen it, but like, I, it's just weird. It's very strange. It's like being mad at you, Bowl, for some for a racist line in Postal. You know, like, oh wow, shocking. Who fucking cares, man? Like, why are we even talking about this? I just promise you this: if we watch this movie, I bet this isn't the dumbest line. Yeah, and yeah. probably not the most offensive line. If you're really gonna like look for <laughs> well, offensive maybe it things, is if you're Chinese, but yeah, that's the point, right? It's like, 
I bet it, I bet even if you're Chinese, this is not the most offensive. I think if you're Chinese it. and you're watching it, you'd be like, this movie is fucking insulting to my intelligence. Yeah, I think like, that <laughs> its existence should yeah, be more insulting yeah. than yeah. the fact that it says Chinese at some point, right? Like, Yeah, yeah it's crazy. And Chinese has the word knees in it, okay? At some point as a world, we're going to have to accept that. Yeah. I'm sorry. My name also sorry, has knee in it. That's true. And I have come to grips so, yeah, with that that's fact. A good point. Did this hurt your feelings when you heard it? Were you like, if they said what kind of knees what kind of knees Tony's, I'd be like <laughs> Anthony. That's, that's me. That's me. I'm a Tony. Yeah. That would be my take. <laughs> I've come to grips with it. China, I need you to be strong and do the same. Danny, you're next. Yeah. I need you to be strong. You watch Paul W. S. Anderson movies. I want you to reach across the Pacific and take my open hand. And together, we're going to get through this. Together, we'll talk about knees. Yeah, together, we'll play Genshin Impact. All right? <laughs> All right, I think that's it for the show today. We uh, thought we had nothing to talk about, and it's been an hour and 20 minutes. So, yeah, it uh, always happens. Yeah, we love the chitty chat. Yeah, uh, we, love, we love that people are listening. Like, thanks for, as always, thanks for listening. Let us know if you have any thoughts. I do sometimes feel like we just talk to each other because we get along really well, but, like, I, I genuinely am interested in other people's opinions on this shit because we not. tend to agree a lot. I know you're not, but like, I'd love the idea if someone was like, no, I'm Chinese and it fucking pissed me off. And I'd love to hear that perspective. Honestly, if you're a Chinese person that wants an Xbox, yeah, I really want, I want to talk to you so bad. I'm, I don't want to, oh. this is a tokenization, but I'm really curious about your perspective on this. If you want to be our token <laughs> Chinese, uh, <laughs> Xbox correspondent, enthusiast. correspondent, Xbox enthusiast, uh, you're hired. We don't make yeah, any money. Absolutely. We have very little funds from the ads we're running, um, <laughs> and you can't have any of it, but, but. Uh, you're welcome to be on the show, so we'd love yeah. to hear from you. Consider your resume approved. Techyappodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, Techyappodcast, Facebook, Twitter, internet, all that stuff. You uh, just type you. in Techyappodcast into Google, and like you'll probably be able to find us. You'll find us. Uh, we love you. Uh, we really do appreciate you listening. Uh, we know times are tough out there, so be safe. Um and yeah, feel free to reach out. If there's something you want to hear, if uh, you love Xbox, if you love Xbox, man, just, I don't know. I hope the Rona takes you. But uh, wow. otherwise. <laughs> Great way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, otherwise, uh, have a good week, and we will see you next week. Go play some games.